On this week's episode of The Fizz, I talk about my complete swing and a miss on Pavel Datsuk returning to Detroit, the NHL and NBA Finals, along with wondering why two key players of the Lions defense are sitting out a mandatory minicamp. And as always, we close it out with a little over-under. But before we get into all that, I want to tell you guys about an actual sponsor that I have. Yes, a real one. This one is genuine, and they are called VaporFresh. VaporFresh Sports Cleaning and Deodorizing Spray. I know I have a lot of hockey players listening out there, and this product was specifically designed for us. While it works on all types of sporting equipment, it was engineered to clean and deodorize hockey gloves, skates, helmets, shins, shoulders, and everything in between. The best part about this product is that it is made of 100% natural active ingredients, so it does not cause any irritation on the skin like some other products on the market. The good folks at VaporFresh have already sent me over a case of this stuff, and it has worked wonders on my 10-year-plus-old equipment. Um, It honestly just feels cleaner. These guys are some of the good guys in the industry, and they've invested in me just like you, the listener, have. So I'm asking you to also invest in them. It's called Vapor Fresh. The bottle is blue, and it's bigger than the other guys, so you're definitely getting way more value there. Take a look for it on Amazon. The name is Vapor Fresh, and it is a sports cleaning and deodorizing spray. Vapor Fresh. But now, let's get into the fizz. Caught with straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then pop models. Uh-huh. Caught with yeah. straight shots and then pop bottles. Yeah. Flirt with the hood rats, then okay, pop bottles. Okay, we poppin' champagne like we won a championship game. Look like I got on a championship game. Cause I ball hard. Don't just me by harder. I am the bird man. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of The Fizz. Thank you so much for joining me here after uh, my short hiatus that I took there for a minute. I will start off by saying to everyone out there, everyone listening, new, old, returning, first time, whatever, you guys are the best. You really are the absolute best best. We're building something special here. I don't know what it is, but it's a lot of fun. Um, You know, I did the sticker giveaway this week and had like way, way more people want stickers than I would have ever thought. Um, And to anyone out there who did ask for stickers, if you are listening and you didn't get that, well, no one's got them yet. I'm mailing them tomorrow morning. But uh, if if I told you that I couldn't get them to to you, I I literally ran out of stickers. and for anyone who gets an envelope with a without a bottle sticker, I apologize as well. I ran out of those uh, well before I ran out of the uh, text sticker logo stickers or whatever. Um, but I was licking envelopes like an absolute crack addict. I don't know if you're even supposed to lick the envelopes anymore. I feel like that is not the way to do letters these days. I feel like they have a more efficient process. Um, where you're not supposed to lick them. I feel like that's probably like discouraged um, by like the Surgeon General or something. Um, and I think these envelopes have been sitting around for a while. I kind of found them in like, you know, I, I don't really know where they came from or, or 
or like how long how long ago they were purchased. Um, Cause like no joke, after licking about forty of these bad boys, I was I was feeling like mildly high, um, like in a weird, not a comfortable, good way. I you know I had like an elevated heart rate, uh, definitely had a shaky stomach. Didn't really know if I was like gonna have to go to the bathroom and which way it was gonna come out. Sweating, definitely sweating, definitely sweating. Raised temperature, I think, but kind of had the chills. Really weird. I had to take like a deep breath. Um, you know, I was having like a solo trip sesh licking envelopes trying to get you guys some free stickers uh, but it was cool um you know the people i was sending them to everyone was sending me their address a lot of michigan obviously um, but we had some you know some nashville some chicago some california florida virginia we had a utah in there bill beasley i hear you and of course uh you know had some canada gotta gotta love our friends to the north um Goddamn Canadians, you better worship those uh, those stickers I sent you because I had to put three stamps on those bad boys, uh, you know, cleaning me out, not made of money. Um, I'm just kidding. You got you Canucks are the best. Um, can, can, uh, you know, you, you Canadians, you silly Canucks, you guys rock, best kind of people. Um, but hey, uh, this is just a long, twisted way of me saying thank you to the small army we have out there, and I am excited to continue to grow with you guys. But hey, we're back. Absolutely no shortage in sports shit to talk about. So let's kick it off here with some immediate Detroit action items that we learned today. Uh, First off, Pavel. Pavel Datsuk. That boy ain't coming back to Detroit. Um, I had a person close to the situation. That sounds so much more official. It's just like a dude who works, like, is employed by the Red Wings. It's not like he's on the team or like a GM or an insider or anything, but he did, he does know more than, you know, the average person, the average Joe on the street, more than me. Um, he did tell me as soon as the rumor started about Pavel Datsuk's potentially returning to Detroit, he said there was quote, absolutely no way in hell, unquote, that he would, he was coming back to Detroit. Um, and then he even tossed out a 0%. He said 0% chance of Pavel Datsuk returning to Detroit. And I still was like, nah, nah, he's, he's coming back, man. I can, I can feel it. You know, I just tried to be like, you know, I've been like a wings fan longer. You know, I, I just, I'm, I like him more than you. Um, and I just know these things. These are just things that I know. And I think I was riding the high of guaranteeing that Iserman would be back as the GM. And then like two days later, he came back as a GM. Maybe the next day he came back as a GM. So I think I was riding the high of that when really I had no ground on no ground on which to which to stand, which is fine. Um, I was full of shit. What are you going to do? Um, but whatever, but whatever. It looks like he's going to, uh, Pavel Dasuk, it looks like he's going to end his career in his actual hometown in Russia, which honestly I had no idea he wasn't already doing. Um, I thought he left the Red Wings to go back to play for his hometown in Russia. So it turns out he, he was just, he was just playing in Russia, but for another, another town or city or province. I don't know what they got over in Russia. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but he won't, you know, but he won't be a wing, which is, which is probably for the best. Um, you know, he's part of the wings past and we're trying to build a future here, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I know. Whatever. I still... Would have absolutely loved to see 13 back in a Wings jersey. 
playing with like Larkin and Anthony CU and some of the young guys getting him set up. But it's not going to happen. He's going back to Russia. Um, he put it on like an Instagram post. I saw it on Twitter. I like read the translation. I don't. I don't know. He's gone. Good for you, Pavel. Thanks for coming by. Um, yeah, I even had another source tell me that they saw him at the airport and they were like, "Hey, are you coming back?" And he said, uh, "Probably not." And I still said. Uh, n- no, I don't believe it. He's just trying to throw throw the scent off a little bit. But in reality, he just he was he wasn't he wasn't coming back. So, um, so there's that. And Pavel won't be back, I guess. So on a little bit of a more serious note here, I just want to say rest in peace to the legend number twenty four, Bob Probert. Uh, Bob Probert would have been fifty four today. I am recording this on Wednesday night. Uh, June 5th, and he played for the Red Wings for nine seasons from 1985 to 1994. So I realized today that I probably don't know as much about Bob Probert as I should um, because he was only on the Red Wings for three years of my existence on the earth. Um, so, you know, sure. I know he was a super fucking badass who protected Steve Eiserman on the ice. He inhaled beers and he ripped white lightning. Yeah, I know all that, but I didn't know he was drafted in the same draft class as Steve Eiserman. I did not know that. I didn't realize he made it to an all-star game the same year that he put up, up almost 400 penalty minutes, 398 penalty minutes in a, in a season. That's insane. That is good for sixth all-time in a season. Um, And in that same year, he was just doing it all. He was just just fucking everything up. Um, In that same year, he put up 62 points, and with every uh, season with the Wings, he averaged 40 points uh, a season for the Red Wings, which I didn't know he put up points like that. Um, In his last season, he didn't do as well, but, but outside of that last season, he was averaging about 40 points a season. Um, and for a hot minute there, he was actually named um, an alternative, ca- an alternate captain uh, for a season. Um, you know, as Wings fans, I always say this: we're, we were very spoiled. We still are spoiled with the names that we have, um, just on like so many levels. Like we have all stars, obviously, like you know Lindstrom, Iserman, House, Sawchuk, all those guys, and and even those those can be broken off into their own category of legends, like you know. Iserman and Lindstrom are together in their own era. You know, how Lindsey Sawchuck, they're in their own era, the old, old timey like legends. Um, but even like our grinders and our mid level guys are just absolute legends. Absolute legends. Obviously, you know, we have McCarty, the Grindline, Draper, Malpy, Kosher. Um, and Probert is an absolute headliner on that list of like the mid level grinder guys that are just. They're just legends. They're not. Their numbers aren't going to get retired in the rafters or anything like that. You know, there's no not going to be statues built about uh, built uh, of them. But you're still going to see their jerseys uh, for years to come hanging around uh, of people going to the games, and people will you know light up when you when you bring up those players. Um, so you know, it's just a great thing we got going here, obviously in Hockey Town. But Probert, R.I.P. Uh, wish I could have watched you play a little more. Um, and happy birthday. Okay, with that said, let's move into the two finals that we have going on right now. First, let's start with the NHL because I actually have a decent grasp of what's going on in that sport. Um, so if this has been clear, I am undoubtedly, unequivocally rooting for the St. Louis Blues. 
Um, reason number one is simply because they are playing Boston and I just can't have the city of Boston win another I can't have them win another goddamn championship. Um, I'm normally not like that, but this is just out of hand. I'm done with it. They have 12 ships in the last 15 years or something like that. That is absurd. That is absurd, I tell ya. I can't stand that. But the other reason is former Red Wing, Steve Ott. Uh, he's an assistant coach on the Blues, and that guy and his whole family just rocks. They rock my socks. And I got to say... I thought Bruins were going to take this series pretty handily. I really did. Honestly thought that, especially after seeing game one. And then again, after seeing game three, game three, when they really, really gave it to him. Um, But honestly, this has been the story of the Blues the entire playoffs. They get kicked in the mouth and they just keep on coming. They won't go away. They won't give up on a series. They they respond very well to adversity. Uh, You know, looking back to that shark series, the Blues got absolutely robbed. Uh, I forgot which game it was, but uh, that phantom, you know, or that actual hand pass that came in overtime um, that won them the series on that Carlson goal. Um, it was much to my dismay because I had money on the Sharks in that series. Um, but hey, that's the way the fat lady crumbles sometimes, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, that happened to them. And, uh, you know, the, the, the Blues bounced back and they ended up winning the series, obviously. But with Game 3 Thursday, um, most likely today for all the listeners, I will be betting on it. But if I take the St. Louis Blues, it'll be a total, total heart bet. Absolute betting with my heart. And what's the number one rule when it comes to sports gambling team? You bet with your head, not your heart. Um, But... I'd be lying if I said I took that advice all the time. Um, I wish I took my own advice on that when it came to uh, to games, but uh, but is, that is the rule that I do try to follow. Um, but I but I will tell you right now, right here, that there is absolutely no way in hell I am going to take Boston. Um, I do not want to watch that game secretly, like hoping Boston wins so I can win some money. No, it just won't be fun because I really don't want them to win. Um, you know, so I'll either. You know, if I might have a couple of beers and loosen up, and then the next thing you know, I'm betting on the Blues. I'm, say, I'm saying fuck it, and I'm betting on the Blues. Um, or I'll look at the over-under of the game and take something there. Um, obviously, just keep an eye on my Instagram for that pick in the stories. Um, but hopefully, hopefully, we're playing Gloria by the time that final horn sounds. Um, you know, but if I'm giving you guys an actual pick of what I think will happen by the time the series is done, and I hate to say this, but I think we are looking at the Boston Bruins as Stanley Cup champions in seven games. All right, now this this should be good. Frankie Hoops is here, and he's ready to discuss the NBA Finals with you. Uh, Right now, game three is going on, and I took the wraps plus five and a half, which feels pretty good right now. They are up nine in the third. Um, also love calling them the wraps. Uh, makes me feel like I've been a big Raptors guy my whole life. Hey, what up, wraps? You know, it's like the Tigs. It's like the Tigers, the rap, the wraps. I kind of like it. Might be a Raps guy. Um, well, def- I'm definitely a Raps guy right now if they can close this bet out. But, hey, you know, i got to be honest with you guys. I haven't really watched any of the NBA playoffs, which I'm sure is not too surprising to you guys. But I but I always watch the finals. you got to watch the finals. you got to watch the finals. you got to watch the NBA finals. It's just like it's the finals. Like a sports guy, you got to watch it. 
and it, it's it's I mean it's been pretty fun so far. It, it, I've always been intrigued by the NBA Finals. Um, it, it's been an absolute zoo, really. It's just such a different animal than like the Stanley Cup Finals or the like the yeah the Stanley Cup Finals um, with Durant out. Um, Clay is now like basketball hurt, um, and Steph's got like a fever or whatever's going on. Um, it's really kind of even this playing field up and it's made it a fun series. Um, I'm not a Drake fan by any stretch of the imagination, but watching the circus of him on the sideline is pretty great. Um, even though he does like the wackest shit, um, I've ever seen. But that's like what you get with the NBA Finals. Like, not only do you get the game, you get all like the side shit and the circus that's going on. There's like a carnival going on around the actual game. And Drake is just like the centerpiece of this. I saw someone tweet out Drake didn't play sports as a kid, and it really shows. And I couldn't agree more with that. He is just trying to. Uh, overcompensate so hard for just net for being like a dance actor kid and never playing sports or knowing anything about sports that it's just it just couldn't be more true I mean it's we already kind of knew that with his like loyalties all over the place of him rooting for every different team in the world um like we you kind of already know that like if you have your teams you have your teams like you're not just gonna willy-nilly wear any team out there so we already knew he wasn't a sports guy and like I mean Jesus, like, we know he's not a sports guy. Like, he's like a singer. And the biggest question I actually have about Drake, um, kind of bummed I've already dedicated this much time to talking about him, but he, so, like, he has these tattoos on his arms that are the number 30 and 35, which are Curry and Durant's numbers. Like, he absolutely has those numbers tattooed on his arm. Um, are they dedicated to those two guys? Like, are those dedicated tattoos for them? And did he and did he try to cover them up with a sweatband in game one? I mean, he he totally did like wear a sweatband over those two numbers, which are thirty and thirty five. But I don't know what the tattoos are actually for. But I think it's kind of funny that he totally wore a sweatband over those two guys' numbers. Um, it, it's just it's the whole thing's kind of fishy. Um, I don't know. I think I think it's funny and hilarious, and it's funny to make fun of Drake for it. And the whole thing is just whack, and it's funny to call him whack. Um, but I don't know. As far as the basketball side goes of it, the Warriors are fun as hell to watch. I mean, from an average basketball fan like myself, like they can just jack it up from anywhere, and they can score 13 points in 30 seconds, and it's absolutely insane to watch how athletic and amazing those guys are. Uh, Kawhi is sick. He's like strong finisher. I guess this is Frankie Hoops talking. Frankie Hoops breakdown. Uh, this is this is high quality shit. I should be charging for this analysis, but he seems strong around the rim. Um, and you know, I don't know. That's all I got. That's all I got. Frankie Hoops. Uh, game one, I took a first half under that hit. I took a Draymond rebound prop over that hit. Game two, I took the Warriors money line hit, and now I got the Raptors. Um, five and a half, and they are currently up 13 in the fourth. So I don't know. Maybe I know more about hoops than I thought. L-O-L. Warriors in seven. All right, one thing I am so disappointed in hearing about is Damon Snacks Harrison and Darius Slay not attending the Lions mandatory minicamp. Um, like what in the hell is going on there? I thought we were, I thought we were all good. 
why can't you just be there and make your millions and like try to be a good football team? Um, you know, legit two of our top defensive players who are supposed to be leaders are just not there. I don't know what is going on at all. I haven't dug into this. I'll be honest. I don't really care whose fault it is whatsoever, but I am going to look at Detroit management to just figure it out, figure it out, uh, get them back on the field, no matter what you got to do. I am so tired of these letdowns in the off season that take away my ill, my already ill-fated excitement for the lions. Um, it's just, you know, like while the Bra- the Browns are out there with uh, Odell Baker and the Chubster doing a no pants dance, the Lions are just trying to get Calvin to return their text. It's it's just stupid. I don't know much about the situation, except I do know that I have very little reason to ever trust the Detroit Lions management. And here we are on the cusp of what is hoping to be a mildly successful, exciting season, learning that our best run stopper and our best pass defender aren't even showing up the minicab. In addition to that, our most legendary wide receiver in history wants nothing to do with showing up for the organization. Figure it out. Figure it out. What is the issue? Like, get these guys on the field. Get Calvin to be an ambassador for the Lions. If it takes money, I know the Fords have it. I pay them every single month. And I know thousands upon thousands of thousands of people do the same thing and i know the lions are worth more than every sports team in the city combined figure it out get them the money they need or make them happy whatever you got to do get these guys on the field get calvin in good graces with the lions again because it's absolutely fucking ridiculous and we just look like a joke at every step of the way in the nfl and i'm tired of it i'm tired of it detroit lions management Figure it out. God damn it. Okay, and last note before we get into our last segment uh, is the Tigers are absolutely piss poor, and it's very hard for me to find interest in watching them. Um, It seems even the management agrees as they are now selling tickets for like 15 bucks a pop. It's really bad. Miggy is hurt again. No one's surprised about it. He did hit a grand slam, but the Tigers are putrid garbage. And it's kind of sad to know that, like, Miggy has, like, backwards knees or whatever he has. Um, Whatever. But, hey, now that that depressing note is done, let's get into everyone's favorite segment, Over Under. If you don't know what Over Under is... Um, what it is essentially is I got this buddy named Jerry. He lives out in Cleveland. He's from this area, but he chooses to live in Cleveland. He could totally transfer his job back to the city. He doesn't. I don't know why. It doesn't really make any sense, but he's always been kind of an odd, odd character. He's, he's a little bit overweight. Um, you know, he, he, he was doing well in high school and I, you know, I don't know, he kind of, whatever, he's, he's kind of wearing his glasses a lot lately. Um, but he's an accountant. Um, he's an accountant out in uh, Cleveland. He chooses to live there. And he is the one who sends me, what he does is he sends me a list of 10 items and I've never seen them before. They're in my email inbox right now. I read them. I read them live. We do it live right here on the show. I look at it and then I tell you if that thing is over or underrated and why I feel that way. So I have no clue what these things are. My buddy Jerry, the accountant, chooses to live there uh, in Cleveland, wears his glasses. He sent me these. 
um, and we're going to go through them right now. So here's the beginning of Over Under, sent to me by Jerry, Cleveland accountant. Number one, porta potty. Um, I feel like porta potties, in the sense that I use them, are underrated. Uh, the reason porta potties are underrated is because when normally when I need a porta potty, it's in a place that like I, I'm in a I'm in a tough spot. Like I'm either gonna have to you know pee pee behind a Seven Eleven and try not to get like an indecent exposure, like I almost did in Chicago one time. Um, or, you know, I, I can't find a bathroom and I, and, and we get into there. Sure. They're gross. Sure. They're nasty, but like, it's not like I'm the guy cleaning them up. It's not like I got to set up shop in there for a couple hours. Um, but you know, if I really gotta, gotta take, gotta take a pisser, um, you know, on the inside, the inside bathrooms are all really long lines or clogged up, whatever you got to do, you know, the porta potty, you know, does its job, serves its purpose. Now, if I was working for like a porta potty company, probably say they're overrated and I'd probably probably hate probably hate them quite a bit and I'd probably be in a different position in life and probably just be a lot angrier in general but um porta potties I'm going to say are underrated because they're normally there when you need them there we go number two so porta potties underrated number two piata 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 is this like a red wings guy who is this is this a guy like we signed that I don't Jerry, I have no idea what this is. I gotta look this up. I gotta look this up. I, I genuinely have no clue what this is. Um, excuse me, everyone, if I'm just an idiot. Piata, Piata. Okay. Oh, it looks like an Italian street food company. Piata Italian Street Food is a fast, casual Italian cuisine restaurant chain with 40 locations in seven states. There are 22 locations in Ohio, two in Michigan, two in Indiana. So, Jerry, is this is this a fucking so there's 22 of these in Ohio, which I just told everyone where you live. There's two in Michigan. So were you hoping that I hit maybe this Troy or Ann Arbor location that I'm seeing here, which I don't live near either of those cities? So you thought maybe on on a whim that I'm fucking regularly hitting this Troy spot of Piata? You, oh my God, you you dago! How often do you hit this? How often do you hit this Piata spot in Ohio? Because there's 22 of them, and you got hips wider than the fucking Nile River. All right, well that was a that was a terrible one. I have no clue if it's over or underrated. I'm sure it's great, Jerry. We'll get it we'll get it when I come down to Cleveland and visit you. All right, Piata, that was a that was a swing and a fucking miss. Maybe I'm an idiot. Maybe everyone out there is listening like Frank, are you kidding me? I crush Piata all the day. I've literally never even heard of it. How would I not have even heard of it? Piata. 22 of them in Ohio. No wonder. Selfish. Just selfish. Number 3. Jeff Blaschel. Okay. Who right now. Okay. So with what the media says about Jeff Blaschel, I am going to say that Jeff Blaschel is underrated. Okay. Um, and I know a lot of people will say like, ah, we should fire him. We should get rid of him. I just think he's unproven. He's had really, really shitty rosters. I honestly don't know how he was supposed to win with those rosters. I don't think he's the problem at all. I kind of like the way the guy speaks. I like that he came from Western. Um, I don't have too many issues with him for a minute there when he wasn't playing Anthony CU and some of the old guys were getting some roster spots. I had a little bit of issue, but I have a feeling that came down from a higher power than him. 
I think he's underrated. I think he's unproven, and we haven't really been able to see what he can do. Um, when he gets an actual roster and then he starts losing, then we can call him overrated and, or call for his head. But until then, I think uh, I think Jeff Blashill's the guy. Um, and, you know, whatever Stevie does with him, I will absolutely trust. But I'm going to go with Jeff Blashill, underrated. Number four, Cheez-Its. Cheez-Its are absolutely underrated. Absolutely underrated. Cheez-Its are like one of those snacks that I never think to buy. But then when I have them, I eat the entire box and I start fucking inhaling them. Um, And I eat them to the point where they get like stuck in my mouth and I have to get water because I can't like breathe anymore because I'm just... I'm just drowning in fucking cheese crackers. Um, Cheez-Its are delicious, great snack, underrated Cheez-Its. Number five, Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks. Not going to lie, I haven't been the most intense Hard Knocks watcher, but it's pretty great. Like, I loved watching it. The last one I watched was actually, like, the Houston Texans one, like, where I watched every single episode, and I ended up... Uh, fallen in love with Bill O'Brien and like really enjoyed watching that Hard Knocks episodes, those Hard Knocks episodes. So I, I think uh, I think Hard Knocks is is probably I mean, people people really like it. I'm going to say I'm going to say it's underrated. I like Hard Knocks. If the Lions got it, I think I'd be excited. But I almost don't want the world to get an exclusive look on the dysfunctional Lions. And I don't want the whole narrative to be how shitty we are and how we went 0-16 and how players are holding out and Calvin won't talk to us. Like, I definitely don't want it in Detroit. Um, you know, I, I followed the news from from PMT's dog, Leroy, that the Lions definitely got hard knocks. Total shot in the dark, so I guess we'll see what happens. Um, but if they get it, we'll watch the hell out of it. I'll cover it, and I'll post a lot of funny stuff from it, but I really kind of hope the Lions don't get it. Um, but hard knocks, I'm going to say, is absolutely uh, well, not absolutely. I'm going to say it's underrated. Not absolutely underrated, but it's underrated. Number six, champagne. What do you think I'm going to say here? Champagne is underrated. Champagne as a brand is so underrated, so overlooked. We're small army. We're coming for the big dogs. Champagne's underrated. As a drink, it's great. It's crisp. It's classy. It's light. It represents celebration. It represents championships. Champagne is the greatest drink on earth. It's underrated. It never gets enough love, Jerry. Good pick here. Good redemption from your fucking Piata at number two. Champagne, greatest thing on earth. Completely underrated. Impossible to be overrated. Love me some champagne. Number seven, movement. Movement, in my opinion, okay, movement Detroit. That's what the music festival in Detroit movement. It's like a big electronic EDM rap, all that stuff. Um, I'm sure like the diehards will be like, that is not what it is. It's a fucking music festival, and there's a lot of electronic music there is what it is. Movement for me is completely overrated. Um, I went to it once a couple years ago, and I wanted to blow my head off. I hated the whole thing. It was. It's just too much for me. It's not my scene. Um, especially not, and that's when I was young and absolutely crazy. Not that I'm not young anymore, but I was like really young and really insane. Um, and as I get older, I get less insane. And I was in like the prime of insanity and I hated it. I hated the whole thing. Um, so, but this is what I'll say. I think it's great for the city of Detroit. I love that the city has it. Like, I, I love that it brings in thousands and thousands of people, and it's considered, like, an absolutely spectacular music fest. And I love that people love it so much because it gets people to see the city who don't normally get to see it. So 
I think for the city, it's completely underrated. For me, for Frank Cerise, random guy yelling in his basement right now, it's overrated. So that's my answer on that. Number eight, Red Robin. Red Robin for the longest time in my entire life. This is a restaurant I have heard of, Jerry. Nice work. Fucking Piata. Uh, Red Robin is uh, is overrated. It's so overrated. Uh, I've always thought this. I've thought this for years. Every time we go to Red Robin, I always thought it was too expensive. Uh, There's so many bells and whistles. There's like fucking shit going on. Uh, all around you. I don't know. They're like ringing bells. There's too much going on. And I never thought the food was that good. And I always thought it was too expensive. Uh, never had a desire to really hit like a red Robin. So I think red Robin's completely overrated. Um, yeah. Number nine, number nine, Kenny Daniels. Love this pick here. Kenny Daniels underrated. Kenny Daniels electrifying. Oh, excuse me. Losing some steam here. Electrifying. Red Wings calls. Just Mickey Redman is the best, but without Ken Daniels, uh, it's you know it's it's he's not as good as he could be. I mean, Ken Daniels gets so excited when the Red Wings score goals and he tames it well. I think he is just an absolutely spectacular announcer, and he makes me proud to watch Red Wings games. And when you watch these old Red Wing highlights, which I'm looking through all the time um, for content, is he just makes the calls so much better it makes you look back at him and say like wow that was that was truly amazing he really is the voice of the red wings on tv and i think ken daniels is is extremely underrated as a broadcaster number 10 breaking news first you fall for the blake griffin eyeball emojis then hard knocks lions leak what's next so Breaking news, not really my thing. I don't think anyone really follows Champagne Athletics for breaking news. But sometimes I try to be the first guy on top of some stuff, um, you know, and we see what happens. Blake Griffin with the eyeballs, he got me, faked me out, and then I listened to PMT and I, I heard the whole thing was a joke. That was pretty funny. Blake Griffin low-key wanted to mention that. I'm glad this is in here, Jerry. Blake Griffin is the man. He is like the funny. I think he's genuinely a funny dude. He's so funny when he's on PMT. And them him tweeting out the eyeballs was just so great. Lions on hard knocks. The jury's still out. I could have broken that. I didn't break it, though. Uh, I read it from PMT's dog or PFT's dog. Um, but the jury's still out on it. So if if we end up getting hard knocks, I was just like, I just believe the leak, so I think it's perfect. Um, if we don't get it, then you know I'm just kind of an asshat, um, and that's just the way it goes. Like I'm just going to shoot my shot. You follow you follow Champagne to get excited about Detroit sports. You don't follow it for breaking news. If you want breaking news, go follow the Free Press. Go follow Detroit News. I'll be here just getting juiced up about stuff that I probably have no business getting juiced up about. Um, Jerry, thanks for sending that list. Outside of number two, Piata, that was fucking disgraceful um everyone else thank you so much for listening thanks for being patient during the hiatus um anyone who's getting stickers i hope you love the stickers uh as always if you could please write a review uh and rate this on itunes don't forget to follow and subscribe on itunes and spotify if you could follow the twitter follow the instagram and don't forget we have a store um, on champagneathletics.com and then click shop. You guys are the greatest in the world. Thanks for spending some time with me and I hope you guys have a wonderful week. See you next time. 
That girl a heartbreaker. Tell you to move along. That girl a high staker. She's so filet y'all. Living in the city, fucking with the stars. Whipping around in hundred thousand dollar cars, yeah. She say her time is money. These niggas glad to pay. Love a bottle service. One more she gotta say. Bopping through the city on the boulevard. Skinny dipping at the chateau on my mind. She wildin', she got them Gucci Ruby shoes. Dancing at the club, these niggas love the way she moves. She riding out to a party in the hills. Bumping on the coca, cause she love the way it feels. And she lying, that girl won't ever fall in love. She pretty, too pretty to really ever give a fuck. But she don't really gotta stress, do whatever you wanna. Cause everything is perfect in the life.